Welcome to Jumpstart Your Joy. I'm your host, Paula Jenkins. I invite you to join me as we explore how inspiring people have chosen joy in their lives and what they have to share with us about how to jumpstart joy in the world. Plus, how do we follow our own hearts, find work that lights us up while mindfully noticing the role that joy plays in our own journey. Welcome to season two of Jumpstart Your Joy. This is episode 54, and I'm Paula Jenkins, a joyful living coach, and I am so glad that you are here. I've got new music and new cover art, and I am so excited to kick off this new season with today's guest, which is Christy Tenery Spaulding, a self-care mentor, healer, and coach for world changers. First, I wanted to give a big thanks and a huge welcome to all of the new listeners that are coming over from iHeartRadio. I'm super honored that Jumpstart Your Joy was highlighted on the Society and Culture page over at iHeartRadio. Thank you to everyone who's tuning in from over there, and a big hearty welcome. It looks like you guys have really been enjoying the episodes with Velvet Eau Claire and Sharon Aldiger, and if you enjoyed the heartfelt insights from those two episodes, I know you're just going to love today's episode as well. Also, a huge shout out to Vanessa Soto, who just launched her own podcast this week. It's called Doing It On The Side, and it's all about the side passion projects that people take on while living full-time lives. She has posted three episodes, and they are all phenomenal. I encourage you to go give it a listen at doingitontheside.com. I, and I want to give her a big congratulations for starting her show. She's one of the graduates from the Jumpstart Your Podcast class that I have, and I am just so proud of her for launching her show. The next class will start up in October. If you're thinking of starting a podcast yourself, I would love to have you join us at jumpstartyourpodcast.com. This week, I am so excited to have Christy Tenery Spalding back on the show she and I first met in episode 25 when she was a guest on the show, and since that point in time, we have become fast friends, and we actually just launched an amazing e-course together called Roots and Wings. It's an amazing co-led class that Christy and I are both just so passionate about. It walks you through finding balance in your life, but from an entirely new perspective, and that's what we're going to talk about in this interview. Now, if you want to get the show notes for this one, head over to the website. It's at jumpstartyourjoy.com slash episode 54. And from there, I'll be linking out to everything we're talking about. Plus, if you want to get information about the class Roots and Wings, you can go to the website and it'll be right there on the homepage at jumpstartyourjoy.com. If you like what you hear and you want to subscribe to the show, Jumpstart Your Joy is on iTunes, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Player FM, and Stitcher. And there will be links to each of those on the website. And so now I'm so excited to bring on Christy as the first guest for season two of Jumpstart Your Joy. So today we have Christy and we're going to talk about balance and breathing. I So I think a good place to start would be, what's the class about? This is so exciting to me because... I think these two ideas pair really beautifully together. So the class is about um, breathing and balance. And Paula is handling the balance piece 
Thumbs up. (laughs) Which is going to be amazing. Um, And I'm handling the breathing piece. The breathing piece really came about because breathing has been such an incredible tool in my own healing journey and in my own self-care practice. And I feel like everything I create ends up coming from my own personal experience and my own enthusiasm for something because otherwise creating things is really boring to me. (laughs) Um, And I think for me, the breathing is such a great entry point to balance. Yeah. And I think one of the things that we've talked a lot about is this course really being something that is focused on the interior space and not just the sort of external practices of breathing or the external manifestations of balance, but really how you develop the interior relationship with yourself through breathing Mm -hmm. and find those elements of balance in your own inside experience as well. And I think that's really what we're aiming for is something that is, that goes really deep and is calling people to really show up for themselves in a way that's courageous and true and in integrity with themselves. And I think that's, it's something that I don't see that often. And I think it's going to be a challenge both for the students and for us as teachers. And I'm really excited about the way that it's calling me to show up as as a teacher and as somebody who is also walking a healing path. So, yeah. Yeah, I like what you said. Like the first thing that stands out is kind of harkens back to the podcasting class because what I've come to realize is that lots of people want to get really focused on the external process piece of how do I, what's the right way to do this, what's the technical pieces I have to master. But as they get a little bit deeper, it's been super interesting to see that the bigger challenge is mastering the internal pieces. Because when you put yourself out there as this this example, when you put yourself out there, it's your voice, it's your vision, it's your it's being vulnerable in lots of different ways. And so if you master the internal landscape, it becomes much easier to start to deal with the external pieces because you realize the external pieces of the how to do's become a support like system for you as you try and go forward with whatever it is, even if it's just living or if it's podcasting. So yeah. And that's actually really interesting because before we started recording, we were actually talking about the ways that form and technicality can really support people who are just beginning a practice in something. And then once you pull away kind of that scaffolding, then you're left with what is true for your experience. Mm -hmm. And that's really where the exciting pieces come in. And that's where the beauty is. And I'm excited to, to explore that. But I think one of the reasons why we are really excited about teaching this course and why I'm so excited to teach this course with Paula is that we're both really interested in what's underneath and Mm -hmm. really going there. Um, And I think your willingness to share your story so publicly and to kind of put yourself out there and to be willing to go to those places in front of an audience is something that I so admire about you. Thank you. And... And your willingness to really show up for your students and to and to be in that process with them, I think, is really beautiful. And I think it's one of the things that we're excited to to bring to this course. Yeah. So. Well, and 
I think something that I'm super excited about is that this class is so different than the other things I see out there because there's a lot of classes that you could buy that would be the how-to. Yeah. And that are, I mean, let's be totally honest because that's more fun, that are like a quick hit of you get a little bit of like, oh yeah, I bought that and now I have these two new tips of like how to make a, if we're using balance as an example, how to make a command center for my family that's going to hang near the refrigerator. And you think that that's going to solve the problem for a while when it's really, it literally is just a bandaid for a few, for a little bit. And are you still, let me ask you if you're listening, are you still using said command center two months later? Are you still using that Pinterest quick tip thing that you figured out? And, and um, the only one I've used from Pinterest, let's be honest, is I actually did put all of my wrapping paper in a garment bag and it's hanging in the closet. And you know what? It does save space. I'm really glad about that. But but let's be honest too. Like that's the those are the kinds of quick tips that are great for Pinterest. But to really make a difference, you kind of have to change your thinking. And so I feel like that like that's a silly little example. But that's what the other classes are offering are those kind of like quick hits of yeah. Here's how to solve a band-aid type problem, but we're we're not going to let you off the hook that easy. <laughs> we want you. I mean, we want you to go deeper because that's where we've both found the real yeah. the real value in life is like looking at the internal pieces and then realizing now I can put things on top of it to support what I want to do. Yeah, and and these breathing practices are practices that have supported me for really the last ten years, and it seems like I don't quite figure out exactly what I want to say in terms of teaching something until I've been studying it for like six or eight years. Yeah. And, but I think that's really where the magic is, is the, the practices seem really simple, but the more you peel back the layers, the more interesting it becomes and the juicier it gets. And the more you have these sort of realizations through the practices. And these are practices that I've used in every imaginable situation. I use one of these practices and I talk about this in a blog post, but I I use one of these practices on a cross country overnight bus trip through Patagonia in Argentina. I taught these practices to my mom when she was going through treatment for cancer. I offer these practices for people in my life on an everyday basis. And so they're really time-tested, and I've found just enormous value in them over and over again. And again, it's like, it's nothing super fancy, but it offers this direct experience of yourself as a healer, which is really what I aim to do. Because I, as a healer, I'm not doing the healing. I'm offering other people the experience of their own healing. Yes. And what I love, and we've talked about this before, is that like that's the role that I see myself as a coach is like you already know if you're even if you're listening right now, probably that there's something about balance that is not working for you. And so the thing is, you're going to figure out balance and what it looks like for you for you. I mean, I'm not going to tell you what balance is. And I think that's like the that's the trickiest part is we want someone we want a teacher to tell us what's right and what's wrong. Sometimes we've been and this is part of the class like we get very what through institutionalized learning we want to become you know we become perfectionists so how do we let go of perfectionism and realize that this is going to be something that feels right for me and that is custom customized for me and that it's not something that someone else external to me is going to be able to figure out and to get to balance I have to know myself yeah. and so that's that's the interesting part of like 
let's be clear here, like you have to be committed. And I think that's one of the things we've talked about is like, you have to be committed to want the change to really get something out of this class. So if you're like, "Eh, I just want somebody to tell me how. No. (laughs) Although I will, I will show you some of the techniques around breathing and we will show you how, but it's, it really doesn't make a difference unless you put it into practice. One of my yoga teachers, a woman named Elena Brower, um, talks about the freedom and beauty of discipleship and of really committing to being a lifelong learner and a student of your own experience. And I think that's one of the things that I'm aiming this in the direction of is how do we become really diligent students of our own experience and and how can we let that be really exciting? Because I feel like through institutionalized learning, we want those quick answers. We want to memorize things. And as somebody who like closely identifies with Lisa Simpson, the cartoon character, like I love getting my little gold star, my little check mark, my little like A, whatever it is. Um, I love the validation of that. But I think as we grow older and we find some maturity, um, there's also real value in in chewing something over for a good decade. And yeah. and being committed to, and what's here now, and and that commitment to not just memorization but curiosity. I love the bit about curiosity because I think unless we're really willing to look at things with new eyes in lots of ways and come from at things from that beginner's mindset of hey it, you know if you're here and you're listening and you're thinking hey this isn't whatever's going on isn't truly working and I wish there was a different thing for me, then that's the curiosity. And if you're there, then you're in the right space to really start to be curious and then be committed to continuing to be curious. Because I I think there's a lot of kind of what you, when you go back over this territory of thinking, you know how to balance things, what you're going to realize is maybe the things that you thought you knew weren't working. And so now to really start questioning each piece of it is very helpful but to be in that space where you can hold kindness for yourself and curiosity for your situation, that's where you start to unlock the really interesting pieces. Yeah, and I think no life is static. So when we talk about balance, yeah. balance looks really different for me now than it did three years ago than it will three years from now. Totally and true. and so what this does is it gives you really a framework and a set of questions to continually ask and continually investigate and kind of excavate of of the that question of what's here now? What does balance mean to me today? What kind of healing do I need to offer myself in this moment, in this set of circumstances? Um, because life is unpredictable and this here good or bad will pass away eventually. And, and so how can you meet yourself with compassion when it does? Um, and how can you create the set of tools in your toolbox now that will see you through that experience and not just see you through so that you can survive, but so that you can feel empowered and thriving Mm -hmm. even in those moments. And then those moments of overwhelm become hopefully fewer and fewer and they become shorter and shorter because you have that that trust within yourself that you're able to make it through. Yeah. And you ha- already have what you need in order to do what you need to do. And you don't need to rely on exterior experts. Yeah. 
or numbing tactics. Which or numbing tactics. <laughs> the candy or the, I don't know, the Netflix. TV or... <laughs> tortilla chips I like to talk about. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I really like what you've said about it, the moment of overwhelm becoming both. You feel less overwhelmed when you start to know your own internal process, but also have a tool set to help support your process be possible. Because I also find that now when I'm more overwhelmed or going into overwhelmed territory, I'm both more kind with myself because I know like, hey, this is how I react. This is what I'm doing here. But I also know that it's an opportunity. And I know this may sound kind of kitschy to some folks, but it is an opportunity to go, okay, this is overwhelm. And right now I need to go back to that tool set that I know I have. And it's an opportunity and invitation to go back and revisit some of what I will be taught in the class, which is, I mean have you really looked at what your value set is? And that's one of the things that I'll go through. And it's a very different, you're not going to just list out that you like, you know, you need a nice house. It's not a, a set of external things that you need. It's really the internal skill set that you know you have and the things that you need day to day to feel contented and fi- fulfilled and all of that. But what are your values? And then tying it back to really looking at what is your purpose? And if something is off, well, how do you realign and readjust so that you get back closer to those pieces? And the really the thing I'm so excited when I started writing about it is as we have been interweaving these classes and we should talk about how we got to this place where we're interweaving it. But like that the breathing piece is both a skill that helps you get closer to your own value. Like it really helps in the beginning. It helps in the middle and it helps in the end because not only is it like this thing that you can tap into now where you're like, okay, this whole thing's overwhelming, I need help. Like you can do like the calm exercise or like some of the others to get into a calm space. But you also realize after you've got all of this in place for yourself, it's also a tool that keeps feeding you and keeps being something you know you can rely on and that you feel really comfortable with. So um, I love the like nuances of how they like weave together. And I think it goes to sort of what you were talking about a minute ago in terms of numbing out, which is that when you feel overwhelmed and if you feel like you're numbing out, the breathing is a great way to get back into your body mm-hmm. and to sort of welcome yourself home and welcome yourself back to the present moment and to your experience and to really gently assess what it is that's actually going on. I find often when I get myself into a headspace of overwhelm or I don't know what to do. I will often just stop and check in with my breath just for one or two breaths. And it's this incredible experience of meditative embodied experience of, wow, what is going on with me? And I consider myself to be a fairly self-aware person, but getting back into the body is, is always a great way to start when you're feeling overwhelmed and when things sort of seem a bit scattered and then you can glean the information of, okay, now I know what to do Mm -hmm. from that place of gathering information. And sometimes it is, I had this experience a few weeks ago of, I went to a protest, um, this really amazing, beautiful gathering of indigenous women. And it was part protest, part prayer ceremony And, but we'd all gotten up really early and driven out to the middle of nowhere. And I got home from that experience and I had this moment of checking in with myself. I have the luxury of working from home. So I thought to myself, okay, what would feel like incredible self-care right now? And I was expecting my intuition to tell me something really fun, like 
go for a hike or go get a pedicure. And my all of my inner knowing at once just cried out, go lie down. <laughs> and and because I have built an intuition and an inner knowing that is reliable mm-hmm. to me and something that I can count on, I was able to say, okay, self, I'm going to go lie down. Like, I trust you. I know that you have my back. Um, And really, that's what this course is all about, is like, this is how to learn how to have your own back. Yeah. That is so true. Um, (laughs) I just boiled it down for us for like one line. Let's just get out that high later. Yeah. Michelle Ward, like, let's put stars around that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, being in cahoots with yourself, it also means, and I know this phrase gets a lot of, like, kind of airplay, but, which is, in one way, it's talking about shoulds, right? Like, and I know people like that fun little saying of you're shoulding all over yourself, which is, <laughs> yes, <laughs> humorous. Because I'm like, like eight, yeah, so I'm no, Well, I laugh every time, too. But, like, the, the real idea of looking at it, like, part of the other parts of the exercise is looking at what are you putting on a to-do list, a mental to-do list, a real to-do list, you really are not excited about that are is not a necessity because I want to rule that out really separately but like what are the shoulds that you are putting on there that are expectations that were put on you by someone else you don't really buy into them and they've sat out there and let's be honest they may be draining your energy because they're just out there I don't know I probably have a couple I should paint the cabinets in my kitchen four years later still boring yuck If I let that take up mental space, I could be beating myself up over it, right? But when we walk out backwards from all of that, if I get rid of the expectation and kind of the obligatory thought of it, it's one thing. And then if this is the other, one of the other rules that I'll introduce you to in the class is self-kindness. Like if I'm kind to myself here, what becomes, and we were having a conversation about this earlier, but like what becomes more possible? Like if I'm kind and I let go of the should, the kitchen's the same. It's worked fine for four years. No one has come in and been like, my God, that's an ugly kitchen. But you're saving yourself time from not putting it, like letting it bounce from one to-do list to another. Exactly. You're not spending time on the inner narrative of I'm a bad person because I haven't painted my cabinets and I was just in there and I love you, but I did not notice your cabinets. That's perfect. Um, but see, that's a great teaching moment for everybody. Absolutely. Like, and we are recording in front of each other. So that's, so Christy has seen my house just now. But like, I bet most of the stuff on your should list, people don't know. They don't care. And I think it's one of the things that I talk about in my work, which is what are you doing for self-care that is actually just punishment? And I, and I see it, yeah. <laughs> That's heavy. And, and I see that all the time. I think I don't talk a lot about food and exercise, but they're both really kind of heavy topics for some people. And I think some people are yeah. doing things that they are kind of claiming as self-care, but it's really coming from a place of shame or feeling like they should or feeling like they are letting somebody down if they aren't doing it in a particular way. Yeah. Another thing that I talk about in my work a lot is sort of detangling your self-worth from your productivity. And it's one of the things that I've really had to get over. And we were kind of having this conversation earlier, but I am, I'm somebody who lives with multiple chronic pain conditions and some occasional mental health challenges. And there are some times when I'm really, truly not as productive as I would like to be. And how can I let myself off the hook 
there in that space, even when it's things I really want to accomplish and I simply don't have the energy or I don't have the time or the mental bandwidth? How can I create a sense of balance in my life as somebody who is ambitious and has a lot of creative ideas, but doesn't always have the the bandwidth to make it all happen? How can I be really selective about what I do make happen and then offer myself some empathy for the rest? Right. Because at a certain point, that's all you can do. And yeah. And so, yeah. How do you show up in kindness for yourself when, when things aren't going as planned? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, sometimes I do just need to go lie down and trust myself that that's the thing that needs to happen and, and allow that to be okay. Not to let that be some sort of commentary on who I am as a human being and my self-worth because I'm at a pain level of seven. And if I sit up any longer, my hand will start to go numb. Like that's not kind. So at a certain point, going and lying down is the thing that needs to happen. So, yeah. Well, and I think that's like, that's like a very, that's a brave example of something for you. And I think it happens with so many other people, right? Like there's that internal fight or the ego says, well, if you do this, you're weak. Or if you do this, but it's really the vulnerability and understanding that it takes strength to admit like, no, I'm done here. Like, yeah, this is is really, this is a good stopping point. And the other thing is like, you're saying kind and, and kind of courageous in many ways to just admit like, no, I need to sleep or I need to go. I don't know what I need to go look at trees or or make myself some food or like some time in my garden because that's like that re like re-energizes me which I clearly have not been doing that much. But. And there's a woman who I follow online and she's wonderful. Her name's Nicole Antoinette, but she talks a lot about like, you're not a robot. As it turns out, you're a human being. And, and that's part of what I sort of aim my work towards is acknowledging that you are not a robot. And what are the tools that you can use and develop to know yourself well enough to give yourself what you need? Mm-hmm. To acknowledge your own vulnerability and your own humanity. Well, and I think that's why, I'm, I mean... We've said how excited we are about this class, but like, I really love that it is like, and I mean, it was interesting because so we met over coffee one time and the question came up like, what are you working on next? And we both like announced, well, I'm going to refurbish and redo. And so if you've taken my balance class before, this is brand, like some of it will look familiar, but we'll use the bad and incorrect, like new and improved. <laughs> Cause come on, it can't be both. But so it's an, it's a redone version of that, that you yeah. will be delighted by <laughs> but like that, that was the next thing I was doing and then Christy said I'm working on this breathing course that you know and and really this all came about because I emailed Paula and asked to be on her podcast and then <laughs> we got off the podcast and we we're like we just need to be friends right? yeah let's just call this what it is um, we're friends now <laughs> and but I think that's I think that's where really the magic happens is, again, like being brave enough to ask for what you want, where I was like, I think your podcast is awesome and I would like to be on it. And then for both of us to say, you know, let's be friends and let's connect. Yeah, and let's find a way to just to also not let the ease of like the Internet be the thing that brings us together. But like, let's really meet in real life because we can and and see what happens and then. For us to have that courage, like the courage too, to say like, 
hey, what's possible? These courses sound like they really have like a lot of blending points. Like, how can we make this one thing? And that's been fun. Yeah. Really fun. <laughs> yeah. And I think it, for me, it pushes me in that question of what's possible and that question of how can I show up even more wholeheartedly? And it's always a an exciting kind of practice what you preach moment to to engage in these sorts of mm-hmm. adventures. But it's been, yeah, it's been really wonderful and really <laughs> exciting. I wish you could see us. We're both grinning. <laughs> We're both giant nerds and it's awesome. It is awesome. I don't know. Should we do a, a little recap on like what is in the, like what's offered in the class? Like, yeah. So I can kind of talk about the the format of the breathing piece. I've broken it down into kind of foundational materials where, and my background with the breathing piece is that I'm a yoga teacher. I have studied with master teachers now for 10 years, and I apprenticed with a master teacher for three years. And really, she's the one who who taught me much of these, of, of what's in the breathing course in terms of the techniques. But I break it down into the foundational materials where I go into the classical background of some of these breathing practices, many of which come from yoga. And then the course is in three modules. In the first module, we talk about breathing for awareness. And that's sort of making friends with your body and making friends and getting to know your inner state and your inner realm. The next module is breathing for ease. And these are going to be practices that are great for travel, great for stress, good for anxiety and depression. As I mentioned, I have some of my own mental health challenges. So this really comes from what are the practices that I use in my own life when I'm feeling like I'm up against it a little bit. And then the final module is breathing for vitality. And that's for a lot of the practices that I use in the wintertime when I'm looking to warm up or when I'm looking to get back in my body, when I'm looking to wake up and kind of shake out the stuckness a little bit. And and all of these practices are really mix and match. So it's entirely in your court, how you combine these and everybody's practice is going to look a little bit different. I offer the foundation and then it's really up to you how you ultimately design your practice and how you incorporate these into your everyday life. And I offer a little bit of how to do that, but really I'm looking to you as the expert in your own experience of how you're going to integrate these and what it's going to ultimately be for you. I love that. And I love that it's a lot of it comes from, I mean, both your own technical training, but then what has worked for you as a person in the world. Yeah. Like, yeah. And for the balance part, I mean, I think the exciting thing for me was because it's, it's been a history of looking for balance, right? Like all of us. And the original course really talks more about the external. Like, how do you put process in place? Because as a recovering, I use that purposely, recovering project manager, I'm very good at putting structure around something that needs to happen. I can do that. But then kind of in my own life, I'd say kind of a series of events, all of it probably around becoming a mother and there Mm. being a really real, like having PTSD after a birth event. Not only am I now responsible for another human, but (laughs) I'm also like in kind of a free fall of like, 
of how do I take care of myself? And to have that all hit in the same moment, basically, literally mm. same moment, was candidly overwhelming. So clearly, it's not just the external pieces. Because if you're a mom or someone who's busy and you've got a growing career or whatever, like you realize very quickly, I could take all of these classes on time management. I could take a million, like I could rearrange my schedule. You know, I could use, but there's a book about how to use all of the little moments in between other things. Like, and you can drive yourself insane trying to figure out how do I make more of this time? But really I found it was getting in touch with, okay, but what do I want? What are, what do I value here? What is important to me? That'd be another way of thinking of that values. What's important to me? What am I wanting to prioritize in my life right now? Like you were saying, Christy, as things shift, like I didn't care about half the things on that list when I was someone in a relationship that didn't have a child. Right. And that all changed. So how do I make room for it? Now, you can't just in another episode, Fly Lady talks about this. Like people come to her for help after she says, usually you can make do with one child. But when you get to the second child, there's no way to literally balance all of the stuff right. that you're trying to do because it is it's too much. So. But what excites me about this is I'm not just putting process on top of whatever your life is. What I'm asking and inviting you to do is to come in and look at what's important. What do I think my purpose is here? And your purpose can change. And that's part of what I'm going to encourage you to look at as things shift. You come back to this stuff. Um, Also looking at negative self-talk. Because as a coach, I know that is one of the things. And as a person, that is one of the things that has come up in my life that will stop me dead in my tracks. That I don't think I deserve this is one of my big my inner critics, you know, who are you to do this? Who, who made it so that, you know, what gave you this expertise? Why should anyone listen to you? These are all things <laughs> that I've had to battle. So I'm looking at nodding. Yeah. <laughs> for those of you who are listening. Yeah. <laughs> I'm nodding vigorously. Yeah. So getting in touch with that part of yourself, and I do call it inner critic from time to time. I don't want that to be a turn off, but you need to start to figure out what is that voice saying and then treating it with love because it is part of you. I feel like often when I kind of look underneath what the inner critic is about, it's coming from two different places. It's coming from a place in myself that is hurting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it's that old cheesy saying, like, hurt people hurt people. So, like, there is a part of myself that is hurting and yeah. is inflicting negative narratives because I'm having that sense of hurt. And it also comes from, I think, really our culture and our kind of obsessive productivity-driven culture, which is really at its heart this, this narrative that you are only as worthy as your last success Mm -hmm. and you're only as wonderful as what you got done that day, all of which is a completely filthy lie. And <laughs> yes, it is. And and I think also, you know, we look around at other people and we see other people's outsides and we're living in our own insides. And right. that comparison trap is, you know, a jerk. It is. It, it totally is. And yet it's so, I think ego likes to, to go, to grab onto it really quick. I almost said oh, right yeah. quick because... That's appealing. Like that, oh yeah, you're right. We gotta we've gotta perform. We've gotta there's a whole thing to set up, you know, a checklist to set ourselves up against. And so yeah, how do you unwind that and get in touch with it? Because I think if you're listening, you're probably like, but I know people aren't just as valuable as their last success. So why am I putting that lens on myself? You probably don't even remember someone's last failure. Right? Like <laughs> 
I don't. And, and, and at the same time, that person, the last, you know, negative comment that that person got, either online or in real life, quote-unquote, is probably replaying on a loop in their head all day long. Yeah, it probably um, is. And I mean, maybe not even the last comment. Maybe a comment that they got when they were like eight years old. It's super real. And yeah. how can we be like 10% more gentle to ourselves? <laughs> 10% more kind to ourselves? Yeah. And it's not an overnight thing. It is a process and it's a practice. But the really exciting thing about the fact that it's a process and a practice is that even if things don't go so hot today in our practice, in our process, we get to get up tomorrow and try again. Right. And that's, that, that is, is so a huge key. relief to me <laughs> yeah. every day. Yes, it is. That I get to get up tomorrow and try again. Yeah. Thank yeah. goodness. <laughs> yeah. And then I know we'll, we do a nice job of the closing, which is really bringing you back to like, okay, now that you know these practices of both the breathing and how do I look at what I want to balance in my life, how to then both get there, <laughs> stay tuned, but get there and continue to support yourself with the, with the practices you've already learned because really it's that follow through of the next time something shifts, you can go back to this skill set and say, I've got it. Like, it's going to be scary. I need to go lie down for a few minutes, but then I can come back and like either use the breathing or re-hit your values list or like whatever it is yeah. that really felt like best for you. And what it looks like for you in that moment that you could go back to it. There's a great video going around in my sort of social media sphere a while ago where a Tibetan monk was talking about meditation and he was saying, you know, our inner thoughts, our inner feelings, they're not bad. We need them. We actually like need them to keep ourselves safe, to keep ourselves aware and all of that. We just don't need them to be at the very front of the mind Mm -hmm. and how do you tap into sort of what's underneath that and what you know for sure and it's whether it's being mindful of your breath he says just one two three breaths he's like Mm -hmm. that's meditation it is yeah which was incredible. I mean, I've been meditating for 15 years, and even that was this like incredible dose of permission. Yeah, I was like, oh, amazing! It was just, it was really amazing. And and I think again, coming back to that, just for a couple of breaths or just for a couple of moments, and getting that values list back fresh in your mind. When I go and do speaking engagements, I will often stand at the front of the room and ask people to close their eyes and set their intention for the time that we're about to share together and just to kind of center themselves and allow themselves to come into the room. And the secret trick is that while I'm asking other people to do that, I'm doing that for myself. (laughs) Yes. And again, it's this constant practice of, and can I be present here with myself? Yeah. Even when I'm about to really show up for a room full of people and lay it all out there and be vulnerable because I don't really know how else to show up in those moments. Can I be as present and curious and kind to myself in those particular experiences? So it's like whatever challenge it is that you're facing. And I talk a lot about how I cultivated this through my mom's treatment with cancer. It was a huge learning experience of like, can I show up here and not like whether physically or emotionally not run away from that? Hmm. Like, can I look into the face of that and be there? Yeah. 
And that's, that's deep and profound. And realizing that each moment is a choice right there yep. of like, I, and I, I'm not, I mean, I haven't been through that exact experience, but realizing when I'm in something hard, like I actually have the decision. I mean, there was, there was moments just to use another yeah. hard space, like in, in the birth time of yeah. like, I realized, no, I need to emotionally and mentally leave the room for a little bit. And so I, and I very calculatedly asked my mom to talk to me about something else. Yeah. I, I said, you've got to take me away for a little bit. This has been a long go. Let's get out of the room. <laughs> she yeah. was like, what? You know, like, who is this person? Like, yeah. but knowing that you can do it and then you come back and you're making a choice. Like that was, that's kind of my point there is like, you're making the choice. Like I want to be all in and present with this person. And if you need a mental break, if you're in something you just can't keep doing, like knowing you have the choice to go somewhere else as well. Something that I talked about recently, there was sort of a, it seemed like the summer was just really heavy with violence in terms mm-hmm. of Orlando and in terms of police shootings and, all, and you know, just seemed kind of endless for a good like four or five weeks there where it was like every other day there was something. And one of the things that I talked about in those moments was this idea of mindful isolation Mm. where you're not doing the numbing out thing, but you're just kind of putting yourself on this mental vacation Mm -hmm. where you're giving yourself permission to not read the news, to not just be waiting around in it constantly and marinating your whole psyche in it because we can really only take so much input. And I think this goes back to the balance piece a lot of, when you understand and when you have developed that interior self-awareness, you know when you kind of reached carrying capacity and mm-hmm. when you just need to sort of step away for a minute. And I got to that place this summer where I went, wow, even as somebody who's been a social justice activist for many, many years, I had reached a saturation point. Yeah. And at that point... I sort of went two different paths. One was to engage in some of this mindful isolation where I just created a really kind environment for myself. I didn't expose myself to social media or to the news, which I knew would be really stressful and really just a rehash of everything that was going on. Yeah. Um, And I also reached out and connected to loved ones, particularly around the police killings. I reached out to um, friends of mine in the black community and was like, what's going on with you? This must be really hard. Mm -hmm. And so acknowledging that we're all kind of in it, I think also, and, and understanding that because this is the other lie that overwhelm tells us is that we are all alone. Hmm. Yeah. Yes. It's like, you are alone. You are the only one who's feeling this. Therefore you are the only failure. And right. God forbid you tell anyone because then they'll all know. Right. Yeah. What, a failure you are at yeah. managing your life. And and that's one of the places where this work, I think, can help to break down some of those barriers. And at least for the first round of the first offering of the course, there will be a live component and we will bring in community and hopefully it won't just be us talking, although <laughs> we love to talk to each other. Yeah, um, we got that covered. But, but also, you know, hearing from other folks who are also going through it and really in it because yeah. I think there's a lot of wisdom out there and I'm excited for the folks who are going to be joining us because they have this really strong intuition hit that there's going to be some wise 
people and some really knowing folks who are going to be joining us. And yeah, and just that space for us all to get down with each other and to feel connected. Right. Um, Because there is that lie that you are alone, that overwhelm loves to spin. And it is not true because we're all in it. And that's just the way of the world sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes even, I mean, I know in, in other programs, sometimes just hearing or going to a forum because of whatever, trying to find out more information, just hearing that other people are feeling something similar to what you were feeling then you you understand you know overwhelm doesn't have a chance when it right. when you're faced with this idea that like no we're all we all have this feeling like or yeah i've felt that too and having that ability to be i don't know vulnerable and admit it but also yeah. have it mirrored back to you that no you're not the only one feeling that way and you're not the only one that has either you know judged yourself or whatever we can all choose to be kind to ourselves the next time so yeah, I'm really excited about that. And I feel like we have such a different yet similar kind of coaching and mentoring skill set that this is it's going to be really cool and interesting because we're both also so passionate about the topics that I think you're well, I know anyone that joins is going <laughs> to have some great calls. And yeah. right now we're planning, what, three calls? Yeah, so the first round of this, we'll have three calls and then we're going to kind of see how it goes and what life it takes from there. And I'm, I think more than any other course I've taught or released, I'm really excited to see what this decides it wants to be. Yes, that's exactly it. (laughs) Well, and I feel like, I mean, if you go back and listen to the Tiffany Hahn episode, she says some, uh, some awesome stuff, which I feel like is true for us here, which is like, you just have to start so then you can evolve. So I think where yeah. I'm going with that is like, I see an evolution, like I can see it on the horizon, but I don't know what it is yet. And I'm so yeah. excited. I'm going to do the little that thing with the hands. Sorry, this should be videoed, but it's <laughs> totally not. <laughs> Half of it would just be us making silly faces at each other. We are. We are. <laughs> So they can go to either of our sites, right? Yeah. So you can find me over at christytending.com. It's going to be right on my homepage in the nav bar, at least for the first little while. Yeah. Or jumpstartyourjoy.com. Or jumpstartyourjoy.com. Also on the homepage. Uh, You'll get the same great content regardless how you get to us. Exactly. And again, I just have this really strong intuition that we're going to have amazing people joining us. So I'm really yeah. excited to meet you, whoever you are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and for you all to meet each other. And for you all to yeah, meet each other. Awesome. I feel like I either like open my stuff or close my stuff with gratitude also. So I just want to say like <laughs> live on air, yeah. um, how incredibly grateful I am to know you, Paula, <laughs> and to get to you. learn from you and Aww. collaborate and like this is this is where the magic is. Again, it's in collaboration and it's in knowing that you are not alone and that whoever you are and however you're showing up, we are gonna see you and love you up and it's gonna be amazing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It is. And likewise. Totally grateful that we have found each other and that we both said yes to this collaboration and yeah. friendship. Because Yay! <laughs> Christy, thank you so much for being on the show again. It's such a joy to get to speak with you. And I just, 
I love our energy and I love all of your deep wisdom around life. If you want to get the show notes for this, head to the website at jumpstartyourjoy.com slash episode 54. And from there, you'll get information about how to sign up for our class, which is Roots and Wings. We'll also be holding a webinar at noon Pacific on September 8, 2016. If you want to join us, the link will be on the homepage of jumpstartyourjoy.com. And you can also subscribe to be informed of when we'll be doing a replay of that webinar in October. So sign up for that. And if you're already leaning towards taking the class, I really encourage you to sign up before end of day on Friday, September 9th, because I'm offering a $10 coupon for you guys. If you go in and just use the code EARLYBIRD, you'll get $10 off. But don't wait, because that comes down at the end of the day on September 9th. And you'll get all those links just right over on the website at jumpstartyourjoy.com. So for next week, I'm really thrilled to have another roundtable format. I have coaches Stephanie Ducharme and Laura Heacock, and we are talking about the courage of dropping the mask of perfectionism. And we're doing that in conjunction with the Courage in Action Telesummit that we're all a part of. So I hope you'll come on back for that one. And until then, I hope that your days are filled with so much joy.